raising three hunters and fearing every day that I might lose one of them. Didn't really even get a chance to know Kaya before she died. I just feel like I already lost before I ever even began. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We're back into season 14. Chris, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm vaccinated. Woo! I got my second shot today. Vaxed and waxed, baby! Vaxed and less than waxed is the bumper Mm. sticker on my car. Uh, Gotcha. No ill effects so far feeling pretty good about it uh good 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 it's been i don't know how to do math 14 12 it's been a while <laughs> it's been a few hours <laughs> i don't know how many eight it's been eight hours uh my arm is i don't know maybe so. maybe it's hitting you harder than you think yeah yeah maybe i'm a little woozy i don't know we'll see how i get through this you episode get, of yeah, this you supernatural. could get achy you could get a headache some some drowsiness uh you lose your concept of time i uh i do i want to Let's thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, we've had a bunch Shout of new out. ones lately. Shout out to all of you people willing to support us. We love you. Um, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and I want to just kind of get right into it. Do you remember being blown away at how good the beginning of season 13 is or was when we were um, covering it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? That's not here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have been like, this episode is okay. And I this think, is a soft launch. Yeah, and I think if we had had two like really good episodes before this, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is this is what I expect to see from Supernatural: two strong episodes, and then kind of a weaker one, and then maybe a little mid-season slump. Maybe they bring it back up for a for a cliffhanger, mid-season break, or whatever. Um, I get the pattern of the show, but man, I am like, this is an average episode, and I and the first two just weren't super great. I am kind of just dreading the rest of season fourteen, my man. Like mm-hmm. I. I don't know. How, how are you feeling three episodes in? You know, I got to eat as a Sam fan earlier on, mm-hmm. um, what, two weeks ago now. But since then, it's just sort of been okay. 
it has just been fine moving forward. I keep having pretty um, incorrect assumptions about where an episode is going to go. So I don't know. I really don't know what to, to think about season 14. I have had so little of it spoiled, but I'm so worried about the fact that Nick is out there um, and we're going to give him more screen time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really I don't haven't formed an opinion yet, I guess. And it's I don't think that we should. I just I was I guess I was to get you know what I was doing, Chris? vibe checking what's your vibe you're right vibe now? checking i was vibe checking yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um because my vibe is is not great getting into this but why don't why mm-hmm. don't instead of talking about my vibes you remind me of what's been happening in season 14 and we will talk about this i episode. kept it short this time i feel like i've been i've been running along with these so last time on supernatural michael spat dean back out jack met his grandparents and sam hunt uh hunted hyped up werewolves with mary and bobby while castiel tried to pretend like nick wasn't about to become a serial killer that's it there you go that's uh, it. We are discussing season 14, episode three, The Scar, written by Robert Barons, directed by Robert Singer. This aired on October 25th, 2018. Kim Rhodes returns as Sheriff Jody Mills, still trying to solve the mystery of what happened to Dean. Sam enlists the help of Sheriff Jody Mills, who may unknowingly already be on the case. Castiel continues to be a father figure to Jack, who surprises even himself when a life is on the line. So we start out with uh, Sam and Dean being in the bunker. Uh, Dean is complaining about stuff, and then it's revealed that he's actually complaining about Sam's beard. And Dean, you need to back off. This is the best my boy has looked in like mm-hmm. fucking th- ten seasons. I love this Dean, beard. You couldn't rate a fit if it landed in your lap. You have okay? no right. You saying yes to Angel, motherfucker, to rate my boy's fit like this. I do not appreciate this. It ain't right. You've been walking around the little uh, silly boy cap for the last couple episodes, and suddenly you come back here thinking you can rate fits. I don't know about Get that. Get your one, Peaky Blinders ass opinions off of my <laughs> timeline, Dean Winchester. I don't need. Top five most masculine things you've ever seen. Go. Peaky Blinders. Episode <laughs> Peaky Blinders. Three. Episode three. Um, Easy. That part where he just hits so, the guy with the roll of quarters. Fucking awesome, dude. Fucking awesome. <laughs> dude, I miss I miss tearful reunions on Supernatural, right? Like, I'm fine. We don't need to see Sam and Dean hug again, I guess, right? But I don't know. I just kind of want, like, something. Like, he finally got him back after a couple weeks. Like, Dean and Castiel have a moment even though it's, like, an unspoken locked eyes moment and not a big bro hug. But, um... I don't know. It just feels like these things used to mean more. Um, well, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're maybe showing our age a little bit. Like we've been doing a weekly podcast about the show for four or five years now. So maybe we are mm-hmm. inured to the power of the, of the it, tearful are moment. We, are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys? Um, Dean is also very surprised to hear that everybody calls Sam Chief. Same. Still very surprised at Same. that. Same. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, Jack sees, Jack and Castiel both see that Dean is there. Um, when Castiel sees him, there is a literal swell of like Dude, the swell of the music instruments, and I'm like, and the they, composer stands Dean Cass. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sure that they score the show to, to how like I have seen shows, movies, and stuff be scored, where like uh-huh. they're literally watching the thing, and then there's a conductor like conducting music as things happen on the screen. Um. I don't know if they do that with Supernatural. I don't know if this dude's just laying down a track and then like sending the MP3 to the fucking editor. I don't know how this works, but like the timing on this is, I'm going to say this in a, in a language that our new teenage listeners can understand. It's sus. 
It's extremely sus, Chris. Is very all I'm sus. Saying. Very sus. Suspect. Um, Jack gets a big hug though, which is very nice. Um, mm-hmm. We have to tell. We have to talk. <laughs> Jack about- was ready to kill him last episode. So <laughs> Seriously, yeah. That one, <laughs> Fun times for Jack. Uh, we talk about Mary and Bobby staying back in Duluth, um, and then Dean decides that he needs a shower. And Sam asked about Nick. Nick is gone. He left a note. I'd love to read the contents of that note. Be extremely funny to me. I mean, like, what do you what do you think he's saying in that note, dude? I don't. It's just some. I can't. Whatever it is, it's insufferable. It's got to be insufferable. Like, and I think it's like three pages, front and back, single spaced. Like, he goes on for a while. Gonna gonna go find out why I killed my wife, and then he like strikes it out and says, "I mean, why? How? Who killed my wife?" Castiel calls this a note, but Dean would call it one of the books from the movie Seven that that dude was yes, writing in. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. When they find the entire archive, like that's that is Nick's note about why he's mm-hmm. leaving. It's just the word justice underlined several times yeah. until the pa- to the God. the paper God. is torn. Um, Dean goes to do his thing. He's gonna go take a shower. This is where Sam starts being like, "Yo, Dean's being kind of weird. I'm a little bit worried about him because he's not really talking." Um, damn, supernatural! <laughs> what a fucking surprise. Sam wants to talk. Dean doesn't. Whoa. <laughs> I, I have a note about this later for the car thing that I'll I'll save. But yeah, um, as they're talking about Dean, Dean is like going into his bedroom angrily taking off his clothes uh and i was like oh either and again i've got to stop imagining things that happen on the show before they happen Mm -hmm. chris like it's 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 wearing me down like i just have to experience the show as it is uh because i thought he was about to either a destroy the place in a fit of anger for some reason Uh and like we were going to have to figure that out or b it was actually michael all along pretending to be dean so at this scene i i basically decided oh shit this is michael i don't know how he's doing it yep but he has like he has like snuck in he has given dean enough control to make dean think that he's the one driving um but really it's it's michael in the back seat and he's 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 ducking down so castiel can't sense him there or whatever i was i was ready for it i was ready for them to just sort of like you know dismiss the lore a little bit and just say no he's hiding deep down in there and he has ulterior motives here um and as far as i know that's not what's happening i don't know it could still happen in a couple episodes or something um but yeah it's because we've we've gone through these exact same exact same character arcs several times before i kind of wanted them to to pull at dean a little bit more here and maybe we still will in the, in the next few episodes but um they keep being like they, they're bringing him up to these moments but then they're not following through with them they're not pulling out that emotion or that fear or what you know whatever it is which, I, think they, and again, I think they get to this at the end of the episode they start they do start to get to it they yeah. very much do but but for the most of the episode we're left with angry psycho dean again yeah. and um I don't know. We just like, I just feel like we keep getting it. We just got it last season and I was complaining about it then because I didn't want to see it again. Now they do rationalize it and I'm not yeah. saying that it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Um, I just, you know, we got Jensen back here and I want him to be able to, to pull at these things that they're, they're kind of dangling around Dean, you know, let him get at some deeper stuff, express some new things. Um, you know, talk about his shame or how he feels like he failed here or um, find new ways to, to, unpack these emotions rather than just kind of going down the same roads again now again don't know if they're going down the same roads the stuff later in the episode they do they do call some of this out but in this moment watching this scene i wanted more yeah i wanted i just wanted something different like i wanted to be surprised in this moment um and what they give us is him going to the mirror and realizing that he has a scar on his on his arm 
uh, two long dashes. Um, and this is actually this the is probably end. the most excited I was actually in the whole episode. Yeah, this was this is a fun to see. Um, <laughs> whoever does the scar work on Dean does a really good job. Like this was this gave me a lot I, of you know, handprint vibes, and the which also looks right, really cool. Exactly, yeah. it, it's it's doing that on purpose. So as he's first pulling it up, I'm like, no fucking way. Is there another handprint? Did something ha- like did Dean get thrown back into hell? Like and Michael pulled him out, and then now suddenly my imagination is, is racing again. Um, now the answer to it, while fun. I guess wasn't wasn't any of the things that I immediately built up in my head, so it could only kind of be disappointing. But the moment of seeing the scar, I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And uh, this is the end of our cold open, like the long, one of our longest cold opens ever. Uh, we start up the main episode with Dean immediately showing the scars to Sam and Castiel, and Dean wants Castiel to do the quote Vulcan mind meld thing uh, to show to try to see if he can remember it because as of right now dean has zero memories of anything that happened during his time with uh, as far as what he has relayed to us he has zero memories of anything that's happened while he was possessed by michael um there's some hesitancy to this sam is basically going to be hesitant about anything that dean says to do in this episode mm. <laughs> every single time it's like but dean but wait yeah i hate when i hate when they do this with sam it's like uh, come on he, like sam like as soon as they have a thing going on with dean sam stops being a person or he stops being a character and he just starts being a, like a a foil or like this, a nag this episode dean. coming off the last two because the the things that i liked about the last two episodes were sam like i like sam coming into his own i liked him like coming up with plans for the hunters and things like that like i liked seeing that stuff so to have him kind of relegated to the backseat of of dean's id was really annoying (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but they do it anyway and we get a glimpse of uh who we know to be apocalypse world kaya uh stabbing michael in the arm dean and michael possessing dean um, and from here, we jump over to our old friend, Jody Mills. Yes. Um, she's getting some text messages from Claire. Uh, Claire is, seems to be embracing the domestic life, but not giving up the hunter life. She wants to know if the current case that Jody is working on is monstery at all. And Jody says it is not until Sam calls. Um, and they ask her if she has seen anything rift related. Um, and she says, no, they kind of explain what's up and surprise. Jody's been working on a case of a bunch of beheaded bodies with like fork stab wounds. This seems like a pretty serious case to drop into the lap of a woman who is frequently traveling all over the country to hunt vampires. Yes. <laughs> I never thought about the logistics of that because then she's, you know, she's doing she's doing police work, right? And she mm-hmm. she's doing detective work and she's talking about um how they suspect it could be a serial killer and all that stuff. And just now, as I'm reading my notes, I've just it occurred to me like i don't know is she the one that they're putting on the case because she seems like she's got her hands full with a lot of stuff she's she's a busy gal she's um, she's always putting out weird apbs yeah there's there's somebody <laughs> you know? in that organization in the, in the sioux falls police station that's like god she just gets to do whatever she wants it's not fair <laughs> um but she she has some of these victims so it's time for our our guys to to pack up and leave and of course, as they're doing that, Jack shows up and is like, "Hey, um, room in the do I, can I call shotgun now, or has someone already done that?" Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, that only has Sam called shotgun, but also Castiel is like, "Nah, bro, we don't need you." And Dean's like, "Yeah, dude, you're a piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. And then when you Jack like souls up and leaves, he's like, "Well, I didn't mean to be a dick." And I'm like, "Dean, you're, yeah. you're kind of being a dick, my man. <laughs> Come on." Why? Like, why is default? 
worried Dean or emotional Dean. Why is it always just like dickhead? (laughs) He goes right to dickhead, my man. Um, They, uh, as they are about to leave, as Jack is leaving a a different hunter who has a name in this, Jules. I don't know if she's going to be coming back. Dude, Jules, dude, Jules has my back. I know I can tell you that. Dude, I would, I would love to go on a hunting trip with Jules. She seems great. Uh, And she took out a witch by herself, man. Come on. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she saved a young girl from a, a witch named Bruhilda, uh, which just seems like excessive to even name I, the witch I at this point. I didn't know if she was just calling her that as like a nickname or I'm like, y'all really? Is it like, oh, dude, like Bruhilda of like folklore? I don't know. Uh, it must be a folklore thing because her name is, I thought it was like Bruhilda, uh, like B-R-U, but no, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. credits and it's Broomhilda, B-R-O-O-M. It is. Oh. <laughs> It is Broomhilda, uh, which has got to be a thing. Hopefully that's a thing. Um, So she Um, saved this young girl, and uh, she wants... The girl is hexed. Uh, Her arm looks all fucked up, and she's dying. And for whatever reason, Castiel can't fix her. So he tells Sam and Dean to go on without them, and Dean is like, yeah, bro, later. I'm already in the car. Let's go. Gotta get out of here. I'm in a hurry. Um... Yeah, that's just Dean's characterization is that in this is just like, gotta go, gotta go, fast, 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 speed, speed, speed. And Sam's whole thing this uh, episode is just like, Dean, wait a minute, Dean, uh, wait, Dean. Yeah, I I have in my notes in this next scene because they're in the Impala and it's just another classic Impala scene. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to be the person to do this and I'm sure somebody already has, but like a mashup of every single scene where Dean and Sam are in the Apollo and Sam is like, you need to talk about this, Dean. You're not talking Dude. about it. And it's good. Like, I don't want to, I don't want you to say that it's like bad and it makes sense. And I actually particularly like the line where Sam is like, you know, you may not remember anything. This could have just been over in a blink for you, but it's been weeks mm-hmm. of me not knowing where you were and thinking that you were dead and, I just need you to slow down to where I am so that I can catch up with you. I actually like that line a whole lot. It's just. It's a very good line. And then they don't, they have Dean go like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna... And then what he reveals at the end of the episode, it doesn't feel like that's a thing that Dean would keep secret from Sam at this point. Ten years ago. Yes. Dean has his pride and he feels ashamed that he, he wasn't able to uh, beat out Michael. Right. He, but it's like. He, it, they've gone through so much together and Sam has been in this position. He's taken on Lucifer and, and all this shit. And I just feel like Dean alone in the car with Sam, maybe not in front of cast, maybe not in front of Jack, but with his brother, he could say, um, in, uh, whatever he says at the end of this episode, basically yeah. just say it to Sam now being like, here's where I'm at. And it was tough and I just feel so ashamed of myself and I'm, you know, I was so scared and I'm, I'm just so frustrated and I just want to do this thing now. Let's go do it. I'll process this later. And I, as the viewer, would have gone A-O fucking K, Dean. Let, yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. But then the entire time, because they didn't want to talk about it, I just kept thinking, this is Michael, this is Michael, this is Michael. Um, I don't know if that was intentional, but that's that's all I could think. Yeah, and and like... And I guess we we probably don't need to like camp out on this for too long because um, I I don't want people to get the impression that we don't like the show or anything. It's just no. no anytime no, no, no. anytime they do this now with Sam, it's like we have seen this so many times. So regardless of anything that's going on around it, like regardless of any sort of justification that you could come up with, like in the fiction for Dean to act like this, even if you factor in the conversation they have in the Apollo at the end of this episode, it's still this. Like it's still this same thing. It's still the same conversation mm-hmm. of Dean went through a thing. 
he's shut down about it and ca- and I almost said Cass and Sam wants him to talk about it. Like we have seen, yep. th- they have not rearranged this enough for me to not recognize this, and I think that's what just bugs me. Like, and I just put in my notes, like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like we're we're yeah. doing the same thing again, and you know, and I wonder if this is this is a, a you know a fan pleasing thing, um, just to you know we gotta we gotta get the brother moment right. Them sitting on the hood of the Impala, talking under the sunset. Like there are those 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 things that are kind of joked about in the fandom and everything, but um. And I wonder if it's just kind of that, like, let's fill the quota. Let's get a, let's get a moment between them. Let's format it this way. It's easy to digest. Um, you know, Supernatural, after 15 years, it has to be procedural, right? It has to be like any of these other long-running shows, um, yeah. like Law & Order or whatever. Like, there has to be a rhythm to each episode so that you can sit down on a Thursday night and comfortably watch it. Sure. Um, it is funny when, we, you know, we talk about this stuff, sometimes with the fandom in mind because of what we see online and stuff. But we got to think that there's a huge portion of the, of the audience like my dad or, or similar people who aren't engaged with the fandom who watch a million other TV shows. But Thursday night when the episode came on, they're putting that on and it's just, they get into the rhythm with it. They chill out on the couch and they watch it after they eat dinner or whatever. And it needs to, to fit a certain pattern. Otherwise they're going to be like, what the fuck? What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that, like have finding those familiar rhythms. That's what bring that's what brings you know eyes back to the screen and butts in the chairs. So I I, I get it. I just I I just really wish they could be. And I and I hate and, and you know we have arm we have armchair quarterback the show to death over the last two or thirty <laughs> sure episodes. Have. That's what podcasting's all about. So I just I just I I would like to have something more creative in this. You talked about like having that brother moment. Like I kind of wish we got that before he even got back to the bunker of just Sam pulling over Mm -hmm. the side of the road and being like, Hey dude, like you got to break this down for me. Like I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, tell me what's going on. Like you have to tell me before we do anything else. Like what is, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish we had that moment of a more comfort, even a more of a confrontational Sam. I don't know, but I, you know, it's easy to say in the, in hindsight, like what, you know, because, you know who knows what was in the script and what they had a budget for or whatever so uh yeah yeah. they meet up with jody and there's more hugs she loves sam's beard thank you jody uh very thank you very much agree um and there's this is kind of a the start or a glimpse of a a running b plot throughout this which is that she is avoiding letting claire know that they're around because uh claire has been doing so well lately that she doesn't want to get her like trapped up into some monster stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. she's going to have some fallout from that towards the end of the episode, which I think is interesting. And I wish we had a wayward sisters too, so that we could actually explore. Yeah. All of that. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, uh, even though uh, when, when Dean gets out of the car, it's like seeing a glimpse of like the real Dean. Um, well, not maybe not the real Dean because it's just bravado. But he says some line about like you know me, me versus an archangel. Who you got? And Jody's like you, of course. And then they hug or whatever. And I'm like, damn it, that like that's Dean. He doesn't always have to be this moody, angry son of a bitch. Like sometimes he's allowed to joke around about stuff, even when he's scared about it. But I don't know. Um, it was like one brief nice moment where it felt like Dean was there. Yeah. Because this again, this entire time I was still assuming that it was Michael. <laughs> I um. Jody kind of lays out this case that she's found bodies uh, without heads. Um, she did testing, doesn't think they're vampires or anything like that, or werewolves. 
uh, she, she said she thought it was a serial killer. And of course, there hasn't been a serial killer in Sioux Falls since. And then Sam says the name of the serial killer and like they just look at him like he's fucking crazy. And I'm like, you guys both know he listens to true crime all the time, right? Yeah. Like that's that dude's like, like decompression. <laughs> like that's what that dude listens well, to. You're well aware of where he's getting his information. <laughs> Don't be weird about it. <laughs> he subscribes to every true crime podcast on iTunes, right? His, his iPhone is full right now. All of them. Uh, meanwhile, back at the bunker, Jack is packing. Um, he has a, a sealed envelope where he has written uh, Sam, Dean, and Castiel and handwriting that makes me think that he literally just learned how to write, which if they meant to <laughs> do that... was a skill they kind of forgot to impart to Yeah, him. like it just looks like it looks it looks like he got like a let's teach you writing book and, and created the letters. Like it's it's such a nice uh-huh. detail. Like I'm sure he doesn't write like that in real life or anything. And and look, I'm, I'm not throwing stones at the kid because I write like a fucking atrocious... We all learned. My handwriting is literally like bad November rain font. Like I just learned that about <laughs> myself. So... Um, but as he's leaving, he he stops as he's hearing Castiel and Jules uh, kind of help this this young woman. And uh, as he comes in, he's like, Castiel's like, she's been enchanted. And he says, oh, like Sleeping Beauty. And Castiel says, not like that at all. <laughs> Stop watching. Get, no. out of, get out of no, Sam's closet of DVDs. <laughs> like, you fucking, please watch a real rom-com. Like, I, I, I gave you 17 Meg Ryan videos and you haven't watched a single one. <laughs> Castiel um, loves Meg Ryan, by the way. That's new canon. Yeah, but uh, now Castiel's like, yo, dude, uh, what's with the backpack? You, you know, taking a trip, a big trip to the bathroom. What's going on with you? And um, Jack says, no, no, he's not going anywhere. And now he seems like, hey, there's something I can do here. Maybe I don't need to run away. <laughs> I, um, yeah, this is, this is good. I like this. I like him seeing somebody in need. I much and prefer the Castiel... Uh, yeah, I much prefer prefer the Castile Jack half of this episode, which isn't to say I even disliked the episode because I liked watching it. I had a good time watching everything yeah, yeah. that was going on. It's just extre- um, I think it's just you know it's, it's extremely average. <laughs> yeah, and going back to discuss that an extremely average episode can sometimes make it a lot worse than a, even a bad episode, right? A bad yeah. episode, you just dunk on it, you joke, you move on. An average episode, that's that's where the knives come out. <laughs> yeah, that's where we really start fucking cutting some shit up. <laughs> um, we jump back over to uh, our... I don't think we have a name for it, Sam and uh, Dean and Jody, but if we do, I've forgotten it. Um, we jump back over to the forest. Uh, it's now morning time, so they've been going all night. Uh, Dean says we should split Dean up. Dean wants to split up. Yep. And that's why I was like, Michael, bitch, that's Michael. Yep. Um, I, kinda, I was again. I was wrong. I was. I was kind of with you the whole time. I, I was. I was. I was right there, just thinking this is going to be the twist. Like I even had him. You know head, what? I, yeah. I, I was really thinking like, well, once you say yes to a vessel and then leave, is that like a permanent yes, or is that like a an actual consent issue where you have to ask yes every time? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, you know, but yeah, know. this is, this is probably, I think that's actually the crux of, of why I left the episode feeling like I didn't like it. And it's because the whole time I was waiting for the twist and when the twist didn't come, I was just like, Oh, so how do you explain him doing that? You know, just, it was, he really like all of that behavior was just leading up to, to Kaya saying like, Oh, you're acting you know, you're using violence and, and anger or whatever to get what you want, just like Michael. Like, all of this was building up just to that rather than some, like, actual twist. Um, so I, maybe that's why I felt disappointed in retrospect. Yeah, I mentioned this at the top of the episode of, like, I've, I've really got to stop um, 
pre-gaming these episodes. So like when I see something <laughs> happening, I've really got to stop going like, is that Michael? Because it's just like, it's just distracting for me to watch the rest of the episode thinking that in my head. Um, so I got to turn my brain off when I watch Supernatural now, Chris. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's 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 and a I real would, backhanded compliment. I would love compliment. to find out. <laughs> yeah, I would love to find out in like four episodes. Like, oh shit, it was Michael. Yeah. Because so we when we see the flashback of what happened of Michael, uh, he it, we're not there yet, but he comes to Kaya. He makes a deal, and then she's like, "No, I'm not going to join you." Attacks him with the spear, uh, and he wants that spear. Um. Uh, so that's what I thought. This whole thing was was Michael is going to lean back. And he's kind of going to just let Dean take over. He's going to let Dean get in there and do his thing while he safely stays behind where he's not going to get killed by that spear. And then Dean's going to get in there. He's going to get what he needs. He's going to get the spear. And as soon as he's got it, Michael's going to take over. That is exactly what I thought this episode was going to do. And I thought it was going to be a whole thing where Sam was going to be all sad. Jody would be in danger. You know, it was going to be, it was going to be a whole thing, but um, no. Instead, uh, Sam and Jody outvote Dean to splitting up, and they soon find um, all of the heads from Jody's headless corpses. They are on spikes out in the middle of this forest. Uh, these are these are vampires, but Jody confirms like her and Alex actually like took tissue samples and you know checked uh, its reaction to dead man's blood under a microscope. Uh, so just to confuse me even more now there are souped up vampires even though in the last episode it was only <laughs> souped up werewolves what the yes. fuck why am i having such a time with this i don't uh, know yeah um they check out the camp the fire's still warm and this is where dean sees kind of his first memory of being attacked by uh apocalypse word kaya um and then she just literally shows up in the middle of this thing and they kick I did like that where he he looks and he has the memory and then he does a double take and he's like oh fuck she's really she's there. actually right there um <laughs> she kicks all of their asses and then uh it's I'm so fucking divided on this Kaya stuff man because when she's got the spear and she's whipping ass with the spear it looks very cool but they've there's two scenes in this where they've got her like jumping through stuff or over stuff that looks so corny <laughs> like it just looks like when she when she does the head first dive over like the fence thing yep. first of all she barely clears it it made me so nervous yeah um i was and second of all why'd she do that oh, now she's sh- now she's gonna land on her neck and have to roll forward it's a whole fucking thing i'm not a tumbler obviously but she's gotta do a move now when she could have just like i feel like you know grab grab the top of the fence and leapt over it that way you yeah know? yeah um, very very weird just choice like for her dive rolls huge <laughs> yeah very she hurls the spear and then does you know who, who's to say but it, that stuff doesn't fit it's already kind of pushing it with the black cloak and i mean i literally called her darth kaya the entire time in my notes That's true. Yeah. um it's already kind of pushing the bounds of what i accept in supernatural um with the spear and the cloak and everything so to have her doing you know the acrobatics it's a little much also since we're since we're doing it here i won't do it later but there's there's a scene at the end where she's standing with the the spear and the spear looks like it, it just it looks it looks like a prop like they didn't i, I just don't mm-hmm. feel like they did this thing justice at all like it looks like fucking foam man like and i, it, I yeah. and i hate to be like nitpicking to that degree but like it stood out in the scene where she's like in this black coat and i'm like i that's just some foam and i know the they're all foam. to be <laughs> like right i know they're all right, fake right. but like uh. what stood to me was just how like good she looked i guess like meaning her hair looked like perfectly washed and all that stuff her cloak whatever the hell it is perfect like not a not a spot on it um even though we just see like you know vampires beheaded everywhere like is she going down to the river and doing her laundry yeah like what, <laughs> what is, is what on? is the situation here 
Um, so she kicks all of their asses and then leaves. Uh, we go back to the bunker uh, where the Cass and Jules are going through the ingredient list needed for the reversing spell. Um, and they need a sheep's eye, which Castile says, yeah, we have that. You just go to such and such place and look for the the, the, the drawer called gross stuff, which I find extremely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Jack is uh, sitting beside this young girl and she asks if Cass is Jack's dad. And he says, one of them, yes. Uh, and then the girl does the thing that um, a lot of average episodes of Supernatural do, which is have a crisis that maps directly onto the crisis <laughs> of the character they're telling the crisis about. Oh. So this girl says, you know, because Jack is like, hey, you know, do you have parents? Should we call someone? And she's like, yeah, I have a mom, but I'm sure mom is mad at me because I wanted to run away because I was being tired of treated like a kid and they wouldn't, mom wouldn't take me hunting. And Jack's like, okay, this is sounding a little suspicious. Are uh-huh. you Michael? <laughs> Are you actually Michael? Yeah. Um, That's that was the other thing is I started getting suspicious of this girl because it mapped so well to Jack. Yeah, but um, yeah. that being said, I still loved this because um, you know he he's finally finding something that he can do. Um, so despite the very direct metaphor they're working with here, he I don't know. Jack seems like he's coming back to himself a little bit, and he's assuring her that hey, Castiel is going to fix this. We're gonna we're gonna set you right, and it's good to just see him like looking a little more positive. Exactly. Um, she goes on to describe the situation with the witch, uh, that they, the witch took them, took her and two other girls in. Everything was like fun and sunshine and jewelry and food, uh, until the witch got kind of mean, locked them all up. And then the other two girls died the same way that she is dying, like with the shriveled up thing. Um, and yeah, she's, so I was like, oh yeah, the witch was draining their youth, yeah. but apparently they don't like that wasn't revealed. They just, they don't figure that out until the end of the episode. It's weird because the chick specifically says it. She says that, you know, she's the witch told us that, uh, we would keep her young and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to exclude Jules in this because I don't know how, I don't know Jules history. I don't know if she's from apocalypse world is like, if she's from apocalypse world, she just came over here and killed a fucking witch. Then like, you're good. You brought, you you killed the witch. You brought home the, you saved the people. You hunted the thing, dog. You did it. (laughs) You did more than the Winchesters do on some episodes, but like Castiel should hear this and be like, Oh yeah, she's definitely stealing their youth. And it probably has something to do with the giant green emerald that we have left on this girl. Like, Oh man, I feel like I'm. That thing's haunted. That thing is. You just haunted. look at it like that's sold. At, you could go to New Orleans and buy like the haunted amulet. Yeah. Like that would they have There's five a of soul those trapped in that? Yeah. Or someone is at least telling you that there is. Absolutely. Like you just look at it and you're like, yeah, that's 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 a that's a soul amulet. I know I, I've, I know exactly what that is. Any emerald of that size is either fake or it's haunted. Yeah, or both. Because <laughs> you can or you can both. haunt a fake thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jack promises her he's gonna that Castiel's gonna fix everything. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dean has kind of taken off by himself again. He's tracking Kaya. Sam finally catches up and is like, "Hey, you, you need to stop. Like, just take a break and think think this through." Like. Kaya had bruises all over her face. Like she's obviously fighting these souped up vampires and we know the souped up vampires are controlled by Michael. Like there's something more at work here, but Dean just does not care. Uh, He just, he just runs off like he's impatient and we get like a, Mm -hmm. a long walking in the woods montage of like just everybody walking through the woods. (laughs) Like, all right, cool. We're just wandering around. (laughs) Just looking, looking like they don't belong. Yeah. And this is still Sioux Falls, right? Okay, cool. I guess. Um, I back at the uh, bunker, the Cassiel Jules are uh, chanting the spell. 
They yeah, act- I don't even know if we talked about it, but they got the the reversing spell from Rowena. Yeah, we, and we I would to love to yeah. hear. I would love to have heard the conversation between Castiel and Rowena over the phone. Oh, with with fucking Charlie in the background, like cracking jokes the entire time. Oh, like, I forgot she's with Charlie. They're on a road trip to the Southwest, That's man. Right. What the hell? That's, Where's my yeah. crossover episode? Um, finally, uh, Jody's phone goes off. Oh no no I'm sorry we're in the we're in the wrong thing I got I got mixed up in my notes uh, she cast this they cast the spell we get a bunch of lights purple smoke uh, but the girl doesn't feel any different in fact it, act, it activates it even worse and like now her entire Uh-oh. body <laughs> you killed her uh, is like covered in this weird thing um, she's begging Jack for help Jack is just looking on I had that moment where I was like this is how like he's gonna be so stressed out he gets his angel grace back mm-hmm. like he's gonna be able mm-hmm. to heal her but nope that doesn't happen either <laughs> again I gotta I gotta <laughs> stop trying to think ahead of the we script we gotta Chris. stop we really gotta we gotta shut it down stop trying to clue master our way this through this is you know there are some episodes that are good for clue masters and this is not one of them <laughs> yeah when they're just trying to like solve a case yeah you know and there's not like so much hanging in the balance um you know and, and I think we were talking about this in the discord maybe a little bit um but it feels like when they are, I don't know, when they're they, on paper, the, the character stuff they're doing is interesting. The plot stuff they're doing is interesting. But the execution of it all just keeps, keeps seeming to fall flat. And I was wondering if that's why so many people seem to love season 13, but I felt very little for it, um, despite acknowledging that th- throughout it was really solid, but it never like plucked at my heartstrings in ways that it seems to, to do for a lot of people. And and I'm not sure what exactly that is, but it's like on paper, the plot stuff is good. On paper, the character stuff should be good. But for some reason, it, it just it just ain't hitting the same way. Um, and I don't know what that's all about. It's. I mean, it, occasionally it does. Occasionally they will do something that really surprises me. Yeah. Um. And that gets me excited when I'm surprised, and then it's like, oh, I never thought about this character that way or whatever. But, um. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's 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 tough when it's the one two punch of like characters doing the same thing that you've kind of always seen them do, or having the same reactions because it makes you feel like those characters are kind of stagnant, and then also like not much really happening like the you, you mentioned liking the castiel and jack stuff and i think that that far excels the a plot in this like it just from a straight character work perspective um mm-hmm. even if it was a little hammy with the i ran away from home and got kidnapped by a witch yeah. because i <laughs> wanted to leave my parents and i have three of them and their name is but sandra and diane and castiel yeah. like he's my parents <laughs> <too>. <laughs> um and you know what? Even as you're saying this, I'm realizing it's just we've never seen Castiel, first of all, working with another hunter. Second of all, probably doing witchcraft on his own. Um, and third, he's he's working with Jack, right? Like, these are all yeah. things that I'm, I'm sure we've gotten close to before. But Castiel is is like spearheading this. He's working alone, helping. I mean, we're working alone, meaning without Sam or Dean. We've never really seen this exact little scenario before. And I love it. I love seeing them be able to do different stuff like that. Meanwhile a brother conversation in the car where Sam wants feelings and Dean wants none. And then getting to a case where Dean is just barreling forward and won't listen to reason. And um, sometimes I wish when Dean would get like that, Sam would be like, all right, I'm going to go with you. It's like, you know, your buddy just got broken up with this girlfriend and he just wants to get drunk tonight. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to get drunk with you, pal. Let's I'll, I'll be there with you. Let's just, we'll go down to the dirt together. Right. Um, sometimes when D was upset, why couldn't Sam just be like, I don't know what you're going through. I want you to talk to me, but let's just fucking, let's just do this, dude. Let's go fuck. Let's go hunt. Let's go kick some ass. Right. Uh, like I wish he'd get on, on Dean's level because at least that would be different <laughs> than the same thing that we always get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, 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 I'm torn between wanting him to just like go all in and then just to be like, no, I'm taking the Impala's keys. Like, sorry. When, <laughs> when you get like this, every single time you've gotten like this, you've regretted it every single time in your life. Like go, go sit in our sex dungeon for That's as long as thing. you need. And, and like, I will yeah. let you out when you're ready to have a conversation. I'll hang out with Cass. I'm going with Jody, but that is the other thing. You make a good point of Dean acts like this and he always regrets it. Yep. So why wouldn't Sam say hey man you've been through this before and you know that you're not going to be happy with yourself with the way that it ends like he's seeing the, the patterns come back again it's like sam's supposed to be smart he went to college no nah, he went to <laughs> you <know>? a college <laughs> let's like he went yeah, to some true. college like um, he went to college like just, i went to college like i lived on campus for a little while <laughs> like that was my and, college but, i didn't go to any <laughs> classes i didn't get a degree i didn't make any fr- i didn't go to the quad oh no i did go to the quad a couple of times i played frisbee in the quad i didn't go to college there you go. that's the college <laughs> experience anyway but um wouldn't wouldn't that make more sense or 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 rather not not to that comment. Um, I think I would be more on board with what Dean is doing in his behavior um, if Sam was calling it out the way that we're calling it out, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. I bet it's, we're really annoying to listen to on this one. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, we should probably, because we're, we're camping out on, <laughs> like, for a long time on this stuff. We're camping we don't out like. on stupid shit. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know what? You know what all this this says? That we still expect... 14 seasons and we still expect great things from supernatural yeah. and i i that's how i feel and i think because if we're getting disappointed it's because we're still wanting it to be as excellent as we know it can be and what you said at the beginning of the episode i think rings true to me very deeply which is like the good episodes are extremely fun to talk about like it's we we get excited about the show the bad episodes are almost as good as the good episodes in the way that we can just have fun nothing matters let's just like it's always the bad episodes are always like very little sam and dean and a lot of like bullshit characters that will never show up again mm-hmm. um, so it's real fun just to riff on that stuff but like average episodes chris are the ones that yeah. really yeah. stick in my craw like those are the ones that i really want to like pull apart and be like why why did why has sam <laughs> forgotten that every single time dean does this he regrets it. Why doesn't he bring it up? Like in the last episode, why didn't Castiel like bond with Nick and say like, I said yes to Lucifer too. And and I and I'm not going to blame like writers or staff or anything. I just, why? Like, it's just so frustrating. It forgets, it forgets so much of its history. Um, and occasionally they'll bring back, Hey, you remember that case? And they'll like specifically name something. And I'm going to go, Oh yeah, I'm excited. I remember that too. And I get that that is a part of TV where you can't get bogged down every single episode with history and and past episodes it can continuities and all that stuff like you just get again going back to what we said before you just got to be able to watch an episode right but like we kind of moved past that at a certain point now everything's on netflix everybody's streaming this stuff binging it like the fandoms like they know they remember um you, you you can like you can pull some deep cuts and not have people be confused. It's not the X Files where if you missed an episode, you might not ever see it again because you don't have you know it's not out on VHS, right? So, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we're camping. We're camping. We got to keep moving. So um, after the spell doesn't work, we go back to the woods and where Claire is calling Jody, uh, and Jody just sends her straight to voicemail. We saw a lot of this in the Careless Hunters video, Chris. I could I could use some <laughs> of this footage. Yeah, I could use some um, of this. Um, but she says, talking about the death of Kaya, she says, first love strikes hard. And that's what she's saying about Claire and Kaya. And Dan, they just went and said it. They just fucking we, said it. We were it. shipping it. And they just fucking said they just, it. Like, they just confirmed it. Like, right? And they, they just, just confirmed they it. They just did it. And, like, Supernatural has had, you know, 
LGBTQ characters on it before. Like we've seen that before. I don't know that it was ever too like named reoccurring characters. And I like just to have mm-hmm. it straight up fucking confirmed like this and not do some, I don't know, will they, won't they maybe, but actually Claire is into Dean now, whatever the fuck. Like this was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, like, and I know that that's kind of a bad trope to to take an LGBTQ like couple and kill one of them. You know, that's, abs- that's uh, a, a yeah, negative 100%. trope. Yeah. But I also do think it's interesting for uh, not that we're doing it because maybe this maybe this would have been something in Wayward Sisters. But for for Claire to be coming to terms with something like that through grief, it could have been interesting to see at least. And then you know she sees this other Kaya and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, it's problematic. I don't know. But it, it's, we just learned this fact and it just makes me wish for so much more. I think it's, I think it's very validating for the show. Um, even if it probably comes from, you know, it, it could come from a problematic place and still work for people. Right. Um, right. which is right. the difficulty with a lot of media sometimes, but also like just having it laid out, I think it just said is good. And what I really, really, really like is that there is no, like moment of confusion like we don't get the dean like glance of oh even, she's a even lesbian five years ago even five years ago they would have shared a hundred percent yeah and i'm so glad it's sam just, is just know. like yeah like first love i absolutely like probably thinking of jess right like having that moment yeah. of that oh, i went through exactly the same thing and not to be very honest with you i kind of hope this means that like, claire and sam can have this moment together at some point in season 14 like uh-huh. that would be i think mean uh-huh. a lot of like hey <laughs> i doubt it but <laughs> well we'll yeah. see it's it's it is validating even just in the passing moment to see the changing of times, you know, like I'm reading Salem's Lot again now, Stephen King, like that's a, that's a problematic book. There's a lot of bad language in that. Um, but it was like, what, 75, this book was written. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to see through somebody like that, not to say that Stephen King is not problematic in any way or anything like that. Um, but to be able to see the, the validating changes as time goes on and people realize things and they change, seeing change is always a positive thing yes. like this. Yeah. Um, incremental progress, even if it should be a lot more yeah. and a lot quicker. Uh, she jody comments on sam and dean's relationship status right now uh, like kind of how they're bickering back and forth and sam's like you know i don't really think dean's ready for this i don't think he's ready for this case and jody's like well he may not be ready for it but he might actually need it um we just jump back over to kaya um we could just call her kaya right there's no other kaya we all know this is apocalypse yeah, world kaya she, yeah, she's okay kaya. um kaya shows up at this abandoned log cabin she rushes in for like water and food and as she's leaving Dean pops up behind her and just fucking knocks her out right as Sam Jesus. and Jody run it up, uh, which seems pretty gross. Uh, not gross. That's not the word I was looking for. It just seems pretty harsh. That's the word I'm looking for. Harsh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they tie her to a chair, quickly realize she's not their Kaya, um, and she says she didn't kill Kaya on purpose, that she was trying to kill Claire. I think she says the blonde mm-hmm. one. The blonde and, one, man, yeah. Jody's face, like... Ooh, I wouldn't want to come home late <laughs> after curfew at Jody's house. Is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? She would give me one of those. I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, Miss Mills. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Yeah, I didn't need um, to. Um, and Sam starts asking her, "How did you cross over, like from the other world?" She doesn't answer because that's a plot line from a TV show spinoff. That's not going to happen. Um, but she says she was here specifically here because of Michael. Um right yes mm-hmm. so michael well we're, as we're gonna learn was was out for her but um she says um 
I don't know. She's just talking a lot of shit. And Dean is like, well, I can tell you're scared. And she says, I'm not scared of you, Dean. I'm scared of all the fucking monsters that this dude keeps sending after yeah, me. Yeah, he jumped up a fucking vampire. And like now I don't know what the hell to do. Um, and we see this as she's talking about the monsters, the monsters, uh, we, three of these souped up vampires or werewolves or vamp wolves. I don't know what they are anymore, Chris. Oh, They're man. all confusing. Um, if we start getting some crossbreeds, I'm nervous. Oh, dude. I mean, a were vampire is, it's would be pretty dope yeah. though. I think, um, they, we see them at, hit the camp that we were just at. Uh, meanwhile, at the bunker, they are pulling the sheet over this poor girl. Jack uh, is taking it incredibly personally. He's apologizing. I thought this was going to be his dark side moment big time. I, 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 or his powers comeback moment. Again, like trying to think ahead of the script. Yeah. And uh, instead, like he just straight up says, like, if I had had your powers, I could have saved you. Um, and that's when he has this thought. Um, and this is going to get... This is one thing I I did not like about this episode. Like I feel like they did a lot of jump cuts back from our A plot to our B plot in a way that sacrificed a lot of the impact of both. Uh, I just wish mm-hmm. we had had longer moments towards the end of this because uh, we're gonna jump back yeah, and forth definitely. a lot. Um, so and I, don't, I just want to say shout out to Jules over here acting dude. as they all realize that they couldn't save this girl. This like they just cut like one shot of her just like being emotional. I was like, oh damn, Jules. <laughs> And yeah, she's like almost crying, and I'm like, damn, you're, you're getting a lot into this. <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't click on her shout name her. on the Wikipedia, so she probably is not on any other episodes. <laughs> well, shout out to Jules, nonetheless. She she did her job. Oh, no word. She comes back. Okay, I don't want to. That's all spoilers there, so I don't want to look at it. Um, so Jack starts to in the scene. He starts to like get on to something here, and he he wants to find the witch's body, which they've taken <laughs> with them. Yes. Back to the bunker. Like you they do. transported a dead body. Like like you do. You don't just burn it or anything. You just you take it home. I mean, um, like, I feel like this is Sam, right? Like, I f- mm. I've kind of... Oh, yeah. You think Sam orders everybody to bring the bodies back? Just to... Because, like, they don't want, like... To test shit? Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> I've scratched whatever the fuck I was going to say. Yes. He, <laughs> he wants to set up fucking Dexter's laboratory at the bottom of this thing and figure out, like, what is... Like, how do we make witch killing... I don't know, oil instead of witch killing bullets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. How do we knows? make witch killing um, sunscreen lotion? Let's go find that out. <laughs> Broomhilda. Broomhilda. Um yeah, they cut they cut back over to, to Dean and the gang and he's like, We need to break Kaya. And Sam and Jody are like, dude, huh? Yeah. Not cool, <laughs> that's man. That's a sharp turn. And, um, um, and of course Kaya say it like, yeah, he just wants the weapon. Like that's the only thing that matters to him. He just wants the weapon. Um, we switch back to the bunker where they pull the witch's body out of the morgue. Uh, and Jack points out what seems to be kind of just completely unnecessary to me, but like the bullet is still inside her. Like that, that, that means like they're really going out of their way to justify the weird magic in this in a way that they uh-huh. don't absolutely have to. They could have just broken the they amulet. Don't need to at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. why they do some work breaking the amulet the entire time. Um, but uh, he's he points out that the bit, the witch killing bullet is still inside her. Uh, Dean basically starts defending his desire to, uh, to torture this girl to get the spear because yeah, hurting. I, I wrote in my notes here. Um, oh, oh shit! This isn't Dean. Like this was the moment where I was sure of it, um, which is hilarious because I was wrong the entire um, time. <laughs> he's being so he's being so aggressive here and so like he's like a rabid dog. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's Michael. And now in my head, I formed this theory of the spear weakened Michael. 
Um, but he's still there and he thinks if he can get the spear back and he, he can recharge and like then he'll, you know, whatever. But now he's so desperate and scared because this is the one thing he found that could hurt him and and he is acting through Dean. Um, but no, it's just, it's just, it's just Dean. <laughs> it's just Dean. Um, he, Jody looks extremely uncomfortable during this, um, which is, you know, I think appropriate. Uh, mm. Jack explains to the audience that the witch was stealing the girl's use and the spell continued to work after the witch was dead, uh, which is why like the spell has kind of been halted, I guess. I didn't really, I don't know why they, I don't know why this just isn't two amulets. We destroy the two amulets and everything works. Yeah, they're but like, whatever. they're doing the healing spell on the girl, but because she has the amulet, it's like the healing spell was going to the witch. Cause when they pull her out of the morgue, um, she looks very like pristine, and I just imagined like maybe when they put her in there, she looked older and, and more ragged sure. or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know that; we don't have the, the evidence to support that. Um, but as they were they were thinking that they were healing her, it was just making the, the amulet accelerate its process of draining her. Okay, sure. Uh, meanwhile, Dean is 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 yelling a lot, and Kaya says that he's no different from Michael. You know, it's threats and violence and impatience and anything to get what he wants. Um, mm-hmm. Jack grabs the amulet. He smashes it, which causes green smoke to come out. It fills Laura up. Laura is the name of the girl. I guess it's the first time I wrote her name down in my notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it fills this girl's life force back up, and she, like, wakes up, and she's totally normal. Jack saved her. And I think this is a really like strong emotional moment i really wish these scenes uh up till this point had been just all in a row because like the constant switching mm-hmm. back to dean being angry a doesn't have any kind of thematic impact for me like we have jack learning using his his knowledge more than trying to use power versus dean being really mad and told that fear is the basis of all of his problems like it doesn't really work the two stories don't like they don't they don't twine. mirror each other in any way yeah, it's just two yeah. different things happening and yeah. I, I just, so the constant cut back and forth doesn't really serve any purpose um do, 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 she says michael uh you know uh i think this is where she talks about um dean oh, hurting she calls Kaya. Out dean for yeah. yeah she's like was dean stuck the gun in her face and we called that out at the time because it was very weird to see him like threatening this young woman despite how desperate he was um Sam realizes, oh, you're a dreamwalker too, and you were connected to our our Kaya, um, and she confirms this, and then she starts saying how Dean's anger comes from weakness and from fear, um, and she says, Michael hurt you, he hurt me too, um, and now it's like I guess somebody just had to say all that to unlock Dean's uh, feelings, um, and then we get a flashback of Michael coming to her in the woods um he tells her he wants her to join his side because he's going to reshape the world and if she joins him she'll be on the winning side and uh, all she has to do is give up that fancy spear of hers he can sense the energy around her and around it because they're from the other world um the dream world or the bad place whatever but, but wait but i, I want to because i'm really curious about this i was under mm. the impression that she was from a different world like they went into yeah. monster world versus apocalypse world, right? That's where they met. Yes, Darth yes. Kaya, at, as we like to call her around here, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the like the, the, the giant like ogre thing, and they were eating the lizards and all that was a different world. So like it really, yes, it kind of bugs me that 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just, it's just plot at this point. So it, does, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm not going to, but it just like, I like why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Indeed. Why? Um, but she refuses to join him and she attacks him. And that's when she was able to stab him with the spear. And here we are. And also, I just want to say whoever they've got doing spear choreography is, I'm not really sure that this fits in supernatural a whole lot sometimes, but like I am mm-hmm. kind of a hundred percent here for how cool this looks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, okay. Well, anyway, as we've been seeing slowly throughout the last few minutes, um, there are super vampires slowly approaching the location. They're tracking the same way that, uh, Dean tracked Kaya. Um, and now they're here. The vampires are here. There's a big fight. Um, during this fight, everybody's kind of getting their asses kicked because these are stronger vampires. Dean gets pinned. And although he has his gun, he can't really aim it at the enemy. He shoots out, uh, Kaya's chair. And it frees her from from her bonds. Uh, and instead of stopping to help, she just escapes. She's head fucking headfirst out the window. Again, a ridiculous dive out the window when it seems like a quick kick could have knocked that glass out. And then you're over and out. But uh, also, you know, I feel like he could have just walked through the door at this point. All of Made the vampires the door, are super sure. busy. <laughs> like he could have just yeah. run for the door. Um, it doesn't matter. Though. J- uh, Jody just brutally getting her arm broken out of nowhere here. How um, many limbs have we seen Jody break on, it's not fair. on screen? Like it's I think this is I think this is the third or fourth time she's broken a limb I'm she's had more injuries than jared padalecki easy easy easily more um so darth kaya runs out um and then runs back immediately with a spear and just beheads all three of these motherfuckers uh but she says you know hey i didn't do this for you guys i did this for them and points at the vampires so she just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure they were dead and then she disappears yeah sam is like hey as long as you have that spear you're gonna be hunted you'll be a target and she's like oh, i'm used to it bye ta. and she's gone yeah <laughs> dean's like did she just say ta <laughs> what does that mean Sammy, what, is, what, does that mean? what does that mean has she been talking to catch that sounds like a catch thing sammy where's catch <laughs> dean chill the fuck out jesus your blood pressure high man you need to go to the doctor where's catch sam where's catch <laughs> You don't, I don't even know, like that dude, guy. He's in England. <laughs> he's in fucking London, which you would know if you hung out for five uh, seconds. Um, Jody's gonna drive herself to the hospital. We cut back to later that night. Yeah. Um, she's worried about what she's gonna have to tell Claire after all of this stuff. Um, you know, even even Jody is a bit shaken up from having seen Kaya's face again, and she starts talking about the fact that you know raising these hunters. It, it terrifies her. Um, she's afraid she's going to lose one of them. And and Kaya was only with her for a really short amount of time. And then suddenly she was gone. And I think that it, it's good to see, not good, but it is, it, you know, it, it holds up to see that that kind of stuff lingers with these characters. It wasn't something that they could just brush off yep. just because she was in only two episodes or whatever, you know, like this stuff, it stuck around with Jody, and, I- and I'm sure the rest of the, the girls as well. I like this a lot because it's her and she says it like, I'm not looking forward to dealing with the consequences of basically lying to these two people. Like uh, I know that I shouldn't have. Um, and then all this other stuff that she, that she says about like, I feel like I've already lost before I ever even began um, this. I don't think it's like a direct thing that they are trying to do, but it just makes me reflect on like John Winchester's attempt to raise hunters and uh-huh. the contrast between his and Jody's approaches um, where Jody kind of realizes throughout the ep that she's <clears throat> doing wrong by lying. And then like has the realization at the end, like, yeah, I totally shouldn't have been lying. Should not mm-hmm. have been doing that whatsoever. 
Um, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to get into that to like make John look bad or whatever. I just think it's interesting to think about in the context of the TV show because, like, I love Jody as a character so much, and I love like the team that she had kind of put together for Wayward Sisters. And I was, I think, if those were going to be the themes of that show of trying to figure out how to raise kids to be good people and good hunters. Like that's a challenge and that's something that's really super interesting and cool to think about. Um, yeah. And then she leaves. So we don't have to talk about that anymore. So. <laughs> yep. Okay. We don't have to unpack any of the serious shit. Bye. Uh, going back to the bunker, Jack is in bed, uh, just kind of laying on his bed thinking Castiel arrives. Um, Jules is taking uh, the girl back home to her mom. Castiel says, Hey, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can tell that I've not been there. Uh, the way that I should have. And also I want to apologize for this haircut. Like I'm trying a new thing with product and it just looks messy and bad. Can you maybe give me some, your hair looks perfect. Would you mind if you gave me some hair tips? What kind of gel do you use? Like they go into the weeds for that for like five or 10 minutes. It, it's, it's a whole, I don't know why they spent so much time talking about gel, but um, is that a bedhead Jack situation? Was like, well, first of all, it's more of a, it's more of a, a paste. Yeah. It's more of a moose. <laughs> yeah, really like wait, like Sam Castiel. is like no, not like not like <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um, um, I actually really like this because he tells Cass tells Jack that he made him proud. Um, and he has the heart and the mind of a hunter, even if he doesn't have you know the physical abilities just yet. Um, and they should all go on a hunting trip together. And um, Cass MVP. That's all I'm gonna say. Cass MVP. Um. I got kind of emotional really in this, stuff. which probably yeah, tells me that really I'm, nice. I'm still working up my own dad issues. But uh, uh-huh. like Jack just looks so incredibly happy when Castiel says, "Like you have the heart and mind of a hunter, and like we should go on a hunting trip, just me and you." Like it's just so nice. Like it feels so good. Yeah, you can't you can't pretend that Jack's shortcomings don't exist, but you still have to support him and still have to you know build him up and uh and Cass does that and sam tried to do that before and uh it's it's just really it's very sweet it's very nice to see um jack in this scene however starts to cough a little bit Uh and he just makes us you know a comment of like oh man i guess caught my first cold i'm feeling human part of me was thinking are they really just gonna let this be you know jack is worn out and he like literally just got sick but like no he's got covid he's definitely got covid absolutely jack's got covid uh cannon um cannon we go back over to the uh, Impala and uh, Dean does the thing that I feel like should have just happened at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. uh, where, where, I mean, and you can't, you couldn't do that, but uh, this is what we wanted him to say. Dean admits to putting them all in danger because he was being so impatient. He admits that Sam is right, that he wasn't able to or willing to look at the things that he did. Um, he didn't want to look at any of the stuff that Michael used him for. Uh, he all he wanted and all he had in his head was rushing forward to get this potential weapon that he could use to kill Michael in revenge. Um, and Dean has this, you know, I don't know if we can really call it profound, but it is a self-realization of, you know, I, all of this is my fault. Like I said yes to Michael and I thought I was doing a good thing, but he's creating monsters. He's hurting people. He's killing people. And, you know, I, I, all of that is my fault. And then he goes one step further and confesses to Sam that he he said, you know, it wasn't just a blink from the moment that I said yes. Like, he kind of implied that, but I was there the entire time, and I was underwater, and I was drowning, and I, I felt every second of it, and I wasn't strong enough to fight it off. And it was all because I said yes. Um, 
and again, I think this is good. I don't think that this is bad by any means. I think this is interesting. No. I, I, I just. I wish that we got it earlier. Yep. I, I wish we got it on the first car ride. I wish he confessed all this head on, told Sam, and then left Sam being like, "Whoa!" And then they pull up, and it's like, "Got to put the game face on." And he goes out, and he's nice to to Jody. So Sam has to watch Dean work, knowing that he can't really do anything knowing how dean is feeling but he, and he still has to just watch everything unfold rather than us all watching it being like i mean i mean, I, I bet that i'm we're in the minority when we when we criticize him like this um i think people are much more easily able to kind of go along with with dean and and, and uh relate to him maybe um or empathize with him but um when I watch it, I just go like, yeah, what the fuck's going on, man? Like, why are we doing this again? Yeah. Same old, same old. But then the way he describes it about like, not even like he was unconscious or not even like he had to watch everything precisely as Michael was doing it, but that Michael was like holding his head underwater the entire time. Yeah. Um, and like, that's harrowing. And like, Dean admitting to his fear and all this stuff, like it's, it's, this is better. This is so much better. Um, and I, and I just wish we got it in the car ride earlier and, I, and it would have, I probably changed my perspective on this whole episode. I wish we didn't need, and, and I like Kaya as a character. Uh, I wish we didn't need an external source for Dean to have this. Like, I feel like Dean is at the point in his life with all of the things that he's gone through with all of the things that he's seen and done with the experience that he had coming to going into hell and then coming back and carrying that around with the things that he saw happen to Sam when he like put an angel in Sam with everything that they have gone through. Like, I feel like, I feel like these boys would be better at therapy than they are by now. <laughs> like, and I know they've never there, been there to therapy. There was like a random time <laughs> in the last couple of seasons. I can't remember exactly where it was, where something traumatic happened and they were both were like, Hey, we're acknowledging that this is, this is tough, but we're going to just, you know, yeah. I'm not okay, but we're, we're going to keep pushing anyway. And I just thought that that was where they were at. I thought we were done with the, you know, repressing the feelings. And even if he, if, even if Dean was doing that with everyone else, again, I said it earlier, open up in the car with Sam, open up to the viewer, yeah. let us in. So that I'm again, I'm probably not in the minority with this, but the whole time thinking, first of all, what the hell is Dean doing? Why is he acting like this again? Um, and then the second of all, just being like, oh, he's Michael, he's Michael, he's Michael, and then only to just be be wrong, you know? So, um, yeah, having this up top would have changed a lot. Our uh, our last scene is Jack back in his room at the bunker, uh, and he's coughing into a napkin coughing up blood and then he is hiding it yeah. by putting it in uh sam's trash can because everybody's used to seeing bloody tissues in there right chris <laughs> yeah. yep you, yep. you want to give so, us a, you want to give us an old-fashioned nut blood we haven't had I, one in, in a i while. don't even know if i can i you know i'm not ready it's gonna ready? come up okay. again okay. we know it's gonna come up again i'm right. not ready okay. i'm not ready it's in fine. this moment because so what does this mean because when when it was happening to sam it was because like the god trials were purifying him but he had demon blood in him so um I think this is going to be a symptom of um, angelic, like human. This is going to be his vessel wearing out, right? Like his, uh-huh. he oh, is okay. his own vessel, but like without the angelic grace to maintain him, I think that body is going to sicken until he can get that grace back. That's my, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know, theorizing. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It know. should be interesting to see what happens, but then we will get one. We will get one big messy, <laughs> Nut blood. <laughs> okay, okay. When it happens, we're you're going to be ready. You're building up to it, is what I'm yeah. hearing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I, the episode. That's the episode. I, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot. Um, I think you summed it up, Chris, when you said average episodes are sometimes worse to talk about than good or bad episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I get real frustrated with stuff like this because it feels 
kind of like a waste of time. It feels like they were like, okay, we have, we need A, B, and C to happen, and we want all of these things to happen in this order, uh, regardless if that's good for the character or not. Um, yeah. I, 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 and I need to stress that, like, the Jack Castiel plot in this was amazing. Like, which mm-hmm. magic bullshit aside, don't care about that. The actual, like, character work, really, really, really fucking good. It's only, like, the surface-level Dean Sam stuff that they just feel like they're repeating themselves with that's kind of frustrating to watch. So, Yep. Yep. Any last thoughts for you? Mm-mm. Hopefully next episode will hit a little harder. Hopefully so. I'm looking at the episode description, and I'm... Don't have a lot of confidence. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening, uh, especially an episode like this where we kind of get into what makes Supernatural not work sometimes, hopefully. But you you hung with us through the whole thing. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, it's been like a almost a week since the newest video out, and it has like a lot of views. So thank you. That's crazy. Uh, we really appreciate the response on all of that stuff. Uh, all of you on Twitter that's been shouting us out, Tumblr and everything, we've had... A bunch of people say that, uh, you know, hey, I found people were talking about you on social media. So I decided to give you a listen. And now here I am. And that's amazing and, and crazy to me. So yes. thank you very much. Uh, remember, you can buy merch at monsterweek.cool. Click on the shirts button. It will take you to all of our cool merch. Uh, that's it. Chris. That's it. We're going to be back next week with. What? <laughs> Halloween, Halloween horror. horror. Jerry, what? Halloween, Halloween horror, horror, Chris. Chris. Middle of May. It's, it's Halloween. Halloween. Jeremy, say something and then was like uh 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 what do i do what do i do <laughs> like we haven't done 250 oh my god nothing's changed just <laughs> like still I, day I, one. Don't, I don't i i peaked my podcast knowledge at like episode 30 and i and it's been it's been the same since mm, our buddy pat is telling me how he cheesed the uh one of the chalice bosses and i've never heard this cheese method before hmm little cheese on there huh so use a beast pellet near the fog beat on a chump with fist until you have a full bar kill the chump and then save out back that save up so when you downloaded it you're outside the boss with back a full that meter save up girl and your timer on the beast mode is reset what the fuck? What the fuck? I ne- I've barely used beast mode in Bloodborne, so that's kind of fast. Bro, you're not even in beast mode right now? <laughs> also, spoilers for like future Patty Doesn't One Bro episodes for the, for that kind of yeah, audience wow. that's crossing over there. <laughs> I feel like a bunch of people are the, you know are doing both. <laughs> Speaking of beast mode, okay. Resident Evil 8 was tight as fuck, dude. Dude, I'm so excited. I, I'm, it's I, so funny. I keep reading things from people who I like being um really critical of certain aspects of the game um and i just like i can't even wrap my head around it because i had so much fun playing (laughs) um 
I feel like I'm like that with all these games, though. Like, I've never, like, I never have a bad thing to say. I'm like, oh, it's Resident Evil. If that thing is stupid, it's just because Resident Evil is stupid. <laughs> and I don't care. Um, I have such a hard time being critical of it unless I die a lot. I died a lot at one part in Resident Evil 3 Remake. And so suddenly I was like, oh, I got a lot to say about this. I got a lot to say about the way that they make games. Um, but if I'm not dying, I'm just having a blast. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I beat Resident Evil 8. It took me nine hours. <laughs> I played it over the weekend. I was like, I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> I gotta I, go. I just, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You gotta keep going. Um, she um, she graciously allowed me to just basically just sit in front of the TV all weekend. Um, not that that's any different than what we normally do, but we're usually, you know, watching something together. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that game. It reminded me a lot of, um, of Bloodborne visually. Um, I've heard a lot cool. of that. <clears throat> I got yeah, spoiled um, on um, the the big tall lady. Uh, like, I, I mean, I guess oh, her it's like just, boss, her boss, yeah, version, yeah, what, yeah, whatever her whatever she turns into. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it's a spoiler to say she turns into something, but um, yeah, it's Resident Evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> she turns into but, my girlfriend, Chris. Yeah, whoa, she turns into my wife. I asked her to marry me. Um, no, I. I the, the beginning of the game is, is kind of slow. It's the same way with Resident Evil 7. You don't have any weapons, really, so you're just kind of like, here's a story, we're setting the tone, all right, let's go from here. Um, so, it's, you know, it takes a little while to kind of get into the groove of things, and then once you do, it's somewhat, like, open world. It's a, you know, it's a small map, relatively speaking, but um, you can kind of go wherever you want. You know, you'll unlock more keys and, and tools and stuff to get further out throughout the map. There's optional areas, stuff like that. Um but yeah, I just consistently was having a good time with it. And each, so, you know, you start off, you're in the spooky haunted village. Kind of reminds me of the beginning of Resident Evil 4, um, which is like, you know, one of my favorite games ever. So that's always a good time. Um, you know, you're creeping around in these kind of abandoned shacks and houses and stuff. You don't know what's around the next corner. Is there a monster in the tall grass? You know, it's fun. It's spooky. Uh, and then you get to the castle and that's like your first, ooh, punch my mic, sorry. <laughs> you get to the castle and that's your first main uh area like you're that's this is basically like level one here you are the big tall lady's there she's trying to drink your blood all that fun stuff uh and i kind of expected the entire game to have the exact same format as getting to the castle but basically every section has its own twist does its own thing legitimately kept me feeling like very excited throughout the the whole game i'm like oh what am i doing now and i never really got bored of having to like constantly like shoot things or constantly like solve annoying puzzles or anything like that because it was just kept switching up what i was doing um and yeah it was a lot of fun that's I, that's how i beat it so quickly i just kept being like yeah let's keep going let's keep doing this this one annoying part uh towards the end of the game where i feel like everybody has a bad time from what i've seen online everybody's like man this part is not that fun it's not that spooky thankfully i only died like once throughout the that entire section because if i uh, had died more than that it probably would have gotten really annoying um but yeah overall great time had a blast good i'm out of breath i'm talking so fast about this game i'm out of breath i was i was gonna ask you like are you okay like what's happening here you, <laughs> you seem really, like you're I really worked up so then <laughs> so i start i beat the game had a great time. Uh, and then I think, okay, I'm going to start it over on the, the next setting. And you can unlock new weapons and infinite ammo, shit like that. Because Resident Evil just wants you to have a good time. Um, so I, I did some of that stuff. Started a new game. Beat the whole first area again, like the castle. Killed the boss, all that stuff. Only to realize last night, talking to Eric in the Discord, that I actually didn't start 
New Game Plus, which carries over all your equipment and stuff. Oh, I had just no. started a fresh new game. So now I started over again. Um, fun times. Fun times. But yeah, the game's super fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I'm going to probably keep playing it for, for a while. Pretty Looks pretty good on PS5. Looks great. Looks great. That, my one complaint was the fucking haptic feedback, the resistance on the controller. Um, it's intense. So they do that on these new controllers. So it feels heavier, weightier, and I'm sure that you can turn this off. I don't know that, but I'm sure you can. Uh, that way, you know, there's more impact to what you're doing. If you're firing a pistol, it's easy to press the trigger. If you're firing a big rifle, it's harder to pull the trigger. Well, at a certain point in the game, I only had the sniper rifle left, so no matter what was attacking me, that was what I had to use. <laughs> it got old quick, but... um constantly having to like pull like this intense pressure on the trigger of the sniper rifle like literally on the controller it was starting to hurt my finger because i had to push down so fucking hard over and over and over and over again um it's shit's intense we're in the future the future of gaming is painful bro it's it is painful i've been playing i actually played a video game now that i finally finished the uh monster of the week supernatural theme project um so i booted up returnal finally and that game does a lot of cool stuff. Like when you're in the rain, because like you're going through like caverns or whatever, but some of them have an open roof. And when you're in the rain, like you just get a little like. Oh, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Um, that game is sweet. I don't know. I know you're not much into rogues, so I don't know um, like if it's if it would be your jam or not. Well, the thing um, I don't like about roguelikes or rogues, whatever, is is just the it's usually just the art style. I, for whatever reason, I just prefer the, a 3D space, and most games are um, 2D, right? Or, yeah. or isometric or top-down, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really just kind of what it is. It's less less the gameplay and more just the um, the way that oh. it looks, which is feels like a dumb hang-up to have about video games. But that's hey, dude. <laughs> it's like kind of my that's kind of my thing. I'm I'm kind of off. Like I have a real hard time with like first-person games that aren't first person shooters and i don't particularly like first person Mm -hmm. shooters that much like i have like i just get especially if there's any sort of melee attack um i don't know what it is this all feels so floaty and and goofy that i just don't like it like had a hard problem playing dishonored prey alien isolation like i went through like four or five of them and we're like it it can't be the games it has to be just me like this is my personal Mm. thing Mm. so and it's probably got to come back to like what we grew up playing right um because first-person games on consoles started getting really popular when I was about 10 or 11 or 12, something like that. So as much as I only ever talk about, like, the Final Fantasies and stuff like that, I was playing plenty of other, like, mainstream popular stuff like Halo or whatever at the time. Um, so that that probably, in our both for both of us, influenced, like, the kind of things we like now. Sure, yeah. I mean, I played... I don't know. I guess I'd not. Like, I played Half-Life and Half-Life... Or I played Half-Life when it came out. Um, when i'm trying to like i had to be like i played unreal i played a ton of fucking quake back in the day like i Mm. I was all over that shit and then i don't know i just took a break from i took a break from games for a long time so maybe that was it and when i came back like i played the call of duty and i was like oh this is cool but i never got into like the multiplayer or anything like yeah yeah i don't know the last one i I remember like really like the last first person game i remember really enjoying was probably titanfall 2 Unless you're counting stuff like The Witness, which is like super puzzly or whatever, but like I, I yeah. think that was the last like action kind of game. Is Re- Resident Evil <laughs> 8's first person, right? It Seven is. and eight, are and both. there was a yeah. there was a part where I was like, "Are we going to switch to third person?" Um, 
because they played like a cutscene. You, were, I've just seen a lot of like more body, and for, I just kept in my head was like, pull that camera back, just pull that camera back, put it over the shoulder, because that's my favorite. I think for whatever reason, I'd like to be able to see the character I'm playing as in the world. So like that over the shoulder third person is like the perfect perspective for me, or like the Dark Souls perspective, you know, just your your standard third person action mm-hmm. game. Um. First person, I'm like, well, okay, now I got to pretend that I'm there. Suddenly, I'm Geralt of Rivia. Those are big shoes to fill, buddy. Um, <laughs> but when I'm seeing my man run around on the screen in a 3D space, I feel good about that. I feel happy. Yeah, I like to see my I like to see my dude. I like to see love seeing what my guy's up to. You know, finding out that I could that I could play Morrowind in third person oh, after yeah. playing like. 15 hours in first person i was like that's my guy i can see his armor dude (laughs) i can see his armor the uh um when no man's sky introduced third person i switched over immediately and i I think i prefer that game in first person or third person for most things but it's cool that they give you the option to switch you can just do it from the menu which is like kind of on the fly too which is really neat excellent excellent um returnal does a little bit of that back and forth switching because you crash land your ship on a planet and then, like, in the ship, you're in first-person mode. Uh, and then when you go through the hole in the ship to start a new run, like, it, the camera stops and like where your face would be, and then you, your, your person keeps climbing out, the, the lady that you play keeps climbing out. But it does the thing where that I love about roguelikes the most, which is as you gain power-ups throughout a run, it changes your look. Mm. <clears throat> and, like, oh, cool. Isaac was really, really good about this. And, uh, and I can't begrudge anybody for not liking Isaac because Isaac's like has this i don't know like 12 year old the 12 13 year old boy kind of sense of humor going on or it's just a lot of dead babies and poop jokes you know what i'm saying um so gotcha uh, i I can definitely see why people would would like boot this up and go "Eh, i'm not this is just bad like you know yeah i don't want i don't want to play a character called the fetus or whatever like that's just not fun (laughs) um but as you got like stuff like each thing added a physical attribute to the way you look and uh sometimes it was interact in really crazy ways but like i got a thing um it was some sort of parasite and it just like ran to this my suit arm and latched on and i got a little tutorial message that called it i don't know what the name for it they've got proper names for everything that i just don't remember but it's like you know this is a this is an upgrade and it can give you like good stuff and bad stuff like as a trade-off kind of situation it's kind of a roll of the dice ah. so it like increased the integrity of my suit which is my life which is dope. Okay, more life is great, but it reduced mm-hmm. my weapon damage by fifty percent while in midair. Uh, <laughs> and the game is like has it like you're jumping around a lot, <laughs> like you're shooting, yeah. <laughs> like you're jumping and dashing and doing stuff a lot. The movement in that game is so fucking sick, dude. Like it's been a while since I've played a third person action game where I felt like I could just. It just felt it just feels so fucking good in the hands. Like it just mm-hmm. like the dash feels good, the jump feels good. I feel like I'm eventually going to get a double jump. Um, Ooh, brother! If they get a double jump, I'm buying that game. There's uh there's stuff in the level that I can't interact with yet, so I know I'm going to get like permanent upgrades. Um, so that th- to make those first runs easier, like I'm seeing like uh-huh, uh-huh. power ups and stuff behind shit. Like it's the Metroidvania thing, right? Like it, where you right, you see right. a, th- a door that you can't open or whatever. So I'm r- just real excited to see how that game is going to open up. And the story is like really interesting. Like you've seen those trailers, so you huh. kind of know what's what's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Um, but it's like it's like drip dropping that stuff out while you're in runs, kind of like the same way Hades did. Where like you would die and then on this, and then like before you started to run you get a cutscene that kind of explains more like it's it's, it's a ah. little bit similar to that so like I'm fucking hooked and I've only played 
I think I only did four runs. <laughs> so, oh, and like wow. the, my first run, like I think there was a, I think the first run is the same for everybody. If it kind of had that tutorial kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it dropped me in a boss, like dark Souls style that instantly killed me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I was supposed to die here. And then my second yeah. run, I, it showed that there was like a health power up underneath the thing. And I kept trying to jump to it. And every time I would jump into it, I would, I would get damage. And then uh, it would, it would spit me back out <laughs> where I, right where, where I jumped off. And then I would do it again. Mm-hmm. I just killed myself. Um, oh. And then my fourth run finally was the one that was like, it was an hour and a half long. Like I did, I did oh, really yeah. good. I got a shotgun. I got like a special on my shotgun that Ooh. was killing shit. It was, it was dope. The enemies are so fucking wild looking, man. Like it's just, it's just awesome. I can't wait to get back. Sweet. To it. I want to, uh, I want to play that game. I just don't want to pay $70 for new games. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. I, I mean, like, which, especially, which is, Resident Evil 8 was $60. It's funny that I complained about spending $70 because apparently I pre-ordered like the bonus edition, whatever, on like like physically. I didn't think I was doing physical games anymore. I went to pre-order it on PSN, just the regular standard edition. And then I thought, something, something about this is tickling a memory. And I looked, and sure enough, my physical copy had already shipped. So I'm like, all right, guess I'm glad I didn't buy this a second time. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a ten dollar difference. And when they said, you know, PS five games are gonna be ten dollars more, at the time I felt like, okay, whatever, no big deal. I bought I had previously I bought so many collector's editions and crap like that that it's like, well, I'm already paying out the ass for this shit. Um uh, and then something just clicked in my brain and I was like, I don't wanna do that anymore. I don't wanna I don't wanna spend extra money on games that I end up not playing. Um something like Resident Evil, I know I'm gonna play. It's one of my favorite series, but now I'm I feel like I'm being more selective. Um you know, I'm elderly now, Jeremy. I got a lot. I got a lot of. Um, You're definitely elderly, Chris. I got a lot of sleep to catch up on. You know, I don't take care of myself at all. <laughs> I had the moment where I looked at my, looked at a picture of myself and realized I was uh, 30 in the picture, and I was like, "You look so young in that picture." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I hey, see pictures from five years ago, and that's how I feel. I've got. I, I did a thing. Hmm. I asked our listeners to to stump the Clue Masters. Oh yeah, I I saw you tweeted that. I knew you didn't would. see any of the replies to it. So so our our first one we've only we only really got I think we got a third response, but I can't find it anywhere. Um, so apologies if I if I don't read yours because it's lost in our mentions. I, I I'm going to look, but we got uh, one person sent in one question, and then another person sent in like six questions. Um, Perfect. And they, I think they all range from like easy to to hard. Um, uh-huh. So first, we're gonna start out with Amber at Amber Inside Out. If you're really sweaty, are you uh-huh. in a temporary and mobile circle of salt, like a ghost force huh. field? Huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Correct. Uh, yes. Correct. Yeah. That's I think my so. answer. Yes, so. because you know it's not it. It isn't as as protective as a circle of salt, mm-hmm. but much like. If you're out on the court playing basketball and somebody goes up, to, you know, sets the pick or whatever, tries to stop you. If you're slicker than a goddamn mermaid, you're gonna slide right off of them. That's what the that's what the sweaty salt uh, on your body is gonna do to these ghosts. They can still hurt you, but they're gonna slip right off. You know, so um, it's it's like a temporary force field. That's the correct answer. That's in the lore. You can check it on the wiki. All right, uh, that one was more of like a, um, I think kind of a like a fun question um mm. this these are more trivia questions this is from our friend eight at gay gayward sisters uh l on twitter um l um 
does Elle have her pronouns in her bio? No. So I'm just going to go with they. So apologies if I get your pronouns wrong. Uh, what, Chris, uh. is Bobby's last name? Uh, singer. Nailed it. For some reason, I didn't expect the first question to be so easy. I, I got really start, nervous. Starting, starting off slow. Like, Wait a second, is it though? What is his last name? Robert, Bobby, Robert, <laughs> Bobby, Robert, <laughs> Robbie, Robert. Uh, what is the name of the person who made Dean try on her panties? This I is, this is like a, I don't even remember this happening in the show. I got vaguely. This remember. is something that Dean has said. I mean, it's yeah. I, was it Lisa? No, no. It can't have been Lisa. No, I don't. I don't remember. Rhonda. Is there Hurt. an answer? Do we, Rhonda, do we have a key? We, we have answers. Yeah. So this is why I'm just quizzing you, and I'm not. I'm not going okay, 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 okay. to participate. But I like some of a lot of, a lot of these. Um, Rhonda Hurley is the answer to that. Which I all right. Never... Hey, wouldn't have gotten that one. Uh, I like this one just in general. I think this is a very funny question. Name okay. a friend of Sam's who's not also <laughs> a friend of Dean's. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it can't be done i'm sorry it can't be woo it can't it can't be done sam doesn't have any fucking friends um l's got several mentioned here but i want to see if you can come Let's up with, with any anybody i mean does jess count as a friend <laughs> yeah she's dead. I, think that, I think that's the obvious i mean like that she he knew her and like her and Dean weren't friends, and they were definitely you know friends plus. He he was yeah. friends with the dude who like who turned into a shifter or whatever in like season one. I'm pretty <laughs> I don't sure for that guy's name. L has uh, Brady from college, and I think that's Brady from college. Like if I if I remember right, that's Brady from college, or that's the one that turned out to be a demon. <laughs> that might have been Barry from high school. I think Barry from high school. I don't know if they can be friends because like Sam just left and then Barry. Like killed yeah. himself and started haunting um, the coach, so that was no good. Ruby, I feel like Sam and Ruby were friends. Ah, uh, dude, no Ruby way. Ruby wasn't friends with Dean. They never. But Sam thought they were friends. No, 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 no. They they went straight to dating. Like they never got to know each other. That was I it was see. it was straight to blood sex for those two. Like they never gotcha. Like they definitely didn't sit around and like you know listen to Tori Amos together and just like vibe on the mm-hmm. lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Although yeah. that that is that is Sam's good idea. That's Sam's best idea for a first date. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to the park with me and just vibe? to some Tory. I've got little earthquakes I wa- right here. I brought my Walkman. Do, yeah, yeah. do you want to do you want to share a headphone? But it's not. He doesn't have earbuds. No, he no, has it's the just a Walkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, L also said Amy Pond uh, or Riot or Bones the dogs. So. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, what is the book of the damned written on? This is a good one. Is it? Is it? Is it human skin? Yes, but there's a specific kind it's of human that we're looking kind? for. Is it, is it yeah. like a nun's human skin? Damn, or Chris, Clue yeah. Master, uh-huh. you fucking nailed uh-huh. this. Clue Master, can't stop me. Can't stop me. <clears throat> uh, what does the key in the French mistake open? If there's a key, then there must also be a lock. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> L says nothing important in the episode. We think it's the key to a lockup of all of Heaven's weapons, but then it's revealed that it was a diversion, and it's the key to a locker at a bus bus station. We'll also accept a lock. Nailed it, Chris. You nailed <laughs> it. That's my that's my favorite sandwich just in the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> what were the ingredients to the spell that made the angels fall from heaven? Um. 
I think I only remember one piece of it, and okay. it's it's uh, it's human. It's a human something. No, 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 no. Angel Grace, right? Because it wasn't it wasn't what Sam was doing. I always picture Sam in the church with Crowley, making yeah, him yeah. human slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not that he, that was different. That was a separate thing. It was Castiel getting tortured by uh, Mobius up there. What's his name? Metatron. <laughs> Metatron. Yeah. Metatron. I'll, all I know is that Grace was involved. I can't remember anything else. Good old Marv. Uh, heart of a Nephilim, bow of a Cupid, Cassus Grace. Cassius what did I Grace. say? Can't stump. Can't stump me. Can't, can't stump me. Can't stump the clue master. <laughs> I know that there was one of these that I definitely. Let's see. Um. The heart of the Nephilim thing is so funny because, like, I mean, we already talked about it at the time, but they just were like, mm, that, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Riley from at Riley is class. Could any of the psychics from season two who drank Demon Blizzy as babies and had a battle royale become Lucifer's vessel or did it always have to be Sam? If it was only Sam, what's with all the Demon Blizzy? Could we have had Elias's two, fe- two fexes instead of Pellegrino this whole time? That would have been. I'm pretty excellent. sure That's, that I like that question, but they, yeah, they do seem to make it like, um, you know, like a faded destiny thing, right? Uh, they make it because uh, they let her say at some point that you know the angels were responsible for the cupids, you know, getting b- building the bloodline so that they could bring about the apocalypse. Um, so I feel like the yellow eyed demon was created trying to create more knights of hell using these psychic people. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what the yeah he always just said he wanted a general to lead his army it seems like yeah. because the apocalypse thing that was heaven's plan yes. not so much hell's plan yellow eyes wanted to bring back lucifer if i'm remembering correctly um well we don't yellow eyes was like creating an army and like opening a gate to hell and all that stuff and it mm-hmm. seemed like later as lilith and ruby got involved that's when it became clear like oh they're trying to break all the seals to let lucifer out of the cage um so the plan kind of evolved over time but um yeah i think i think yellow eyes was up to something a little different than what heaven wanted uh finally from our friend gretchen um at Gree 2017 on twitter I'd love for you guys to establish Castiel's current state of powers, what he can and can't do as of where you guys are at. Uh, I, I think this is a really good question. Uh-huh. I am like 97% positive he can't fly. I think that all the angel wings are still broken, right? Like once the I angels think if, fell, he could, if he could fly, there wouldn't be so much hemming and hawing of like, Cast, you got to stay behind at the bunker. Because if yeah. like, they needed him, Sam could just send him a text and he'd be right there. You know what I mean? And, um, so and also he wouldn't, fly. Have, he wouldn't have driven the, the, the hoopty. He wouldn't have stole the truck from Hat Winchester for all of season exactly. 13. He, presumably he can't heal anybody because when he got his own ass whooped, you'd think that he would have been able to like do something about that. Okay, but uh, wait. But we haven't seen him like heal anybody else up except this most recent episode that we're you know covering today. Um, he slaps a, a palm on this girl's forehead and then attempts to heal her, but is unable to do it. And I don't know if that was actually Castiel is healing or he is undoing witchcraft, which seems like it's a separate power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they, they say that the magic is too knotted for him to, to, to undo, so they need a reverse spell or whatever. Um, but we did see Castiel heal Dean in the season 12 finale. Um, because mm. I don't know if you remember, but like Dean's leg got all busted up, and that's why he wasn't able oh, to go that's right. that's raid right. the bunker or whatever. So 
Uh, so I think he can definitely heal people because nothing like. No, wait, he died after that. So this is post-resurrection Castiel. This is post-res, dude. You'd think post-res he'd be back at full power. You would think. Um, I mean, you go to the empty and you come back. like zero power. Yeah. I don't know. He just seems like he's kind of just like a guy now. I mean, I I don't even really get like a a vibe of like super strength or super endurance or anything. No, he's just a guy. He's just a regular dude. You know, he's good with the angel blade, I guess. Um, Sometimes. He can undo witchcraft, but like so can nursery rhymes, (laughs) I think. (laughs) So like if you just like say a clever rhyme, it can like undo a curse or something. So his power power is never taking the trench coat off, even even indoors. Mm -hmm. Which Oh, he can do a you can do a brain dive. Okay. He oh can yeah, brain yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's new stuff. That's new stuff. He, yeah, he can yeah. he can go access their memories. Um, he can he can do an ollie on a skateboard. He can do an ollie. We've seen that we've in season de- thirteen. Season um, thirteen covered that a lot. And Jack can't, which is you know? p- kind of part of the issue in this this episode. Is that Jack wasn't <laughs> able to do the ollie. That's the reason they left Jack up. behind. Is because you know his ollies need a lot of work. Yeah. So they're they're all suiting up getting ready to go and jack's like i want to come too and dean looks kind of hesitant and then sam and Cass walk in and they both raise their skateboards and jack just looks down dejected because he's like damn it i can't board dude do you think if dean was learning how to skateboard that he would he would be the guy to like i'm not wearing any any knee pads i'm not wearing any shoulder no. pads i'm not gonna wear a helmet no, yeah absolutely and absolutely would, sam would... would be would be elbowed up yep um I'm, i hate to say this i hate to do my boy like this but Sam would be on a longboard. And uh, wow. Longboard's the wrong board, bro. I thought that you liked Sam Winchester. I do, dude, but look at him. You know, there were so many kids on my college campus who just like would would kick around on longboards. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, they they weren't skaters. They were just trying to move down the sidewalk quickly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they were frat bros. But um I hate to say it to Sam, but that's he would be like, "Oh, I'm tall. I'll get on a longboard." Um, you know, this, this, he, this is no Tony Hawk. You know what I mean? This is just some, <laughs> some longboard habit motherfucker. Speaking of Tony Hawk, I saw a video where he was, um, teaching his, his, I guess he has a daughter and he's teaching her how to mm-hmm. like drop in. And like, they were on this enormous fucking ramp. Um, and she's got the skateboard cocked. And when I say like, she's a young girl, like she looks like she's less than 10 right like she looks like she is super young yeah um and she's got it cocked so like the back edge is on the lip of the drop-in and like she's got her leg up on the other side and she's like frozen in fear because this is terrifying and like you can hear tony hawk in the background like encouraging her but the only thing i could think of is like i could only think only i could look at was her skateboard because it was such a tiny skateboard and i kind of just assumed <laughs> that all skateboards were the same size which is 100 percent not true but they have gotten this tiny girl a tiny skateboard which i have to imagine is like all skateboards to sam winchester like yeah. every single yeah. skateboard like he'll just he needs two he needs one for each foot there must be something like proportionate like under a certain height weight that you would want to use a a smaller board in order to um although I guess there's like they're not called microboards but I know that some of my friends used to have really really small skateboards that they would like bomb hills on um and just like do all kinds of crazy shit that was a little different than their actual skateboards that they use I don't really know a lot about skateboarding all I know is that all my friends were really good at it and I would go to the skate park with them sometimes, and, I, and then I would get hurt because I'm too big and dumb um, for sure. a skateboard. <laughs> All I know is that longboard's the wrong board. That's an easy one to remember. Easy. I mean, you got it right there. It's right there in the name. It rhymes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Supernatural. So what you were asking is, yes, Dean pushes Mongo. Dean pushes Mongo. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that the name of an episode? 
I think it was um, our podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> shit. I think that was the episode that Eric guessed it on. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember how we got there. I don't know, because Eric doesn't strike me as a skateboarder, but, like, also, Eric is a closed book as far as I'm concerned. Finding out that dude had, like, a New York accent was just wild to me. So. He's a, Yeah, he's an enigma. That's what I love about him. I'm Every just, time I think I got him pinned down, he'll say something. I go, whoa, Eric. <laughs> I, I just typed in Mystery Dean man. Pushes into our um, <laughs> search it been, on uh... our website, and it wasn't that, so... It could have been somebody else. Sam pushes Mongo. Cass pushes pushes Mongo. You know. Oh, here we go. What's the name? It's just called Push Mongo. We didn't even say. We didn't even give it a certain character. Oh, damn. So, damn. Damn. How terrible. Let's talk about Supernatural. All right. Let's do it. Let me. I don't actually have any of the stuff I need to talk about Supernatural. So I guess we'll just. Damn, bro. Instead. What is this? Episode one. Amateur hour. That's what this is. Hmm. <laughs> I had a salad for lunch, so I'm like, oh fuck, dude. hungry right now. Straight yeah. up hungry. <laughs> we made uh, lasagna on Sunday night because we had all the meat and stuff like frozen, um, mm-hmm. like the meat sauce. So it was pretty easy to whip that out after the vacay. Um, and uh, so I had leftovers from that, and it was extremely good. Very nice, very nice. Just makes me really fun salads that make me feel like I'm not eating salad. Um, Lots of fruit in them. Sure. And um, yeah, some nuts. Baby spinach. For some reason, I fucking really like baby spinach. I don't know why. <laughs> I, love, um, I love just iceberg lettuce, some shaved carrot. I want the most basic fucking salad you got. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes, um, ham. I want a lot of meat in my salad. That's always a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually throw a little bit of grilled chicken in there, or um, oh, yeah. maybe if I'm feeling fun, um, like some chicken, like chicken strips, chicken tenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some tendies um, going. Just in there. to balance out anything healthy with some processed chicken, you know. Hundred um, percent. I like to chop up cucumbers and tomatoes and soak it in like Italian dressing, and then just have mm-hmm, that as a little mm-hmm. snack. That's pretty good. A little snack, just a little guy on the side. Just a little, just a little, little on the side. side. Thank mm-hmm. you.